0: going on mr howard rogers the fourth huh not much (laughs) welcome to the Lany up legend podcast and i'm saying this is the second episode of the new name and i want to welcome mr howard rogers how you doing sir i am groovy man i am groovy all right mr howard can you please give my listeners a little bit background about yourself Local New Orleanian, born and raised.
1: Gentilly is where I spent most of my days. You know, <laughs> went to
0: went to St. Aug. Oh, we what James, you went where? Where you went?
1: To St. James, St. Aug, and Xavier, dog. Yes. St. Aug. I never St. heard Ogg. that school before, bro. Never heard that school before. I I understand <laughs> that we all can't be that great to go to St. Aug, <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good, my brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, go ahead. Continue. 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 <laughs> you know, did that, and then um,
1: got into to finance. Started off with with Hibernia, and ended up at uh, Regions. Last fourteen, fifteen, sixteen years since two thousand
0: and four. So sixteen years. Okay. All right, that's what's up. So, what pushed you into the financial arena? Because you know, most we were going to college. You were pushing computer, engineering, medicine. Why you chose finance? I I, I
1: I wasn't, I wasn't good with science. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up, just like that. I, I knew numbers. I didn't know science. Okay.
0: So I went to business. The other the other institute
1: you know right he said you, you got your you got your accounting
0: degree right from xavier university yeah i got
1: my accounting degree from xavier okay that's what's up
0: um so tell me during this coronavirus crisis pandemic that we're going on right now um how have your customers or clients reacted to the situation from a financial standpoint?
1: Uh, it varies. Most it's hand Um, but a lot of people understood, understood that, uh, it's, a, they see this as an opportunity to, to leverage the money they have and to make more money, um, by putting, putting money, more money into the market. So it's, it's been fun. Had some hard conversations. Um, But had some interesting conversations along the way, too. Okay, you know, I it is to to put it in a nutshell, they are uh they are calm right now.
0: Okay, all right, so um, walk me through you going rising. Let's see, because you you got a long career, like you got some interesting stuff on here, I won't ask you about, but walk me through. Going from your first job into the current position you are in now my first job wow, my first job i was
1: uh, a <laughs> I was a an accountant and I was basically the person who who uh wrote the checks for the company payroll. Mm-hmm and um got tired of seeing my paycheck my salary go out for one month for someone's paycheck in one month. Wow, so uh I had to figure out how did they how did they do that, what did they do, and how can I get over there so that's how I transitioned from. 2004 being accountant to 2010 being a financial advisor. Okay. We got time. We- 50,000, 50, 30,000, 40,000
0: monthly paychecks. Oh, so he was doing, he was doing accounting, he was doing a payroll for the company, for that organization, for the salesman. In- for the salesman, it was it was making fifty thirty thousand dollars per month, per month. Wow. Okay. Per month, and I'm sitting there like, oh,
1: I'm making thirty five forty per year. <laughs> <laughs> I am okay. I am in the
0: wrong business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so this is when you went to the you became a, a mutual fund trade specialist. Yeah. All right, so so explain me about being a mutual fund specialist because when me and my wife first got married, we was having kids. Um, they wanted to get life insurance and they want to transfer everything over from 401k to the organization. Um, what, what what do you do when you first get a new client? What do you explain? What, what do you ask them to do? Well, the way I became a mutual fund,
1: uh specialist at edward jones i basically um did something no one should ever do and i tell this to kids all the time i was as i said i graduated from xavier just as you said when we were growing up we were taught to go to college um you know go to college have have uh know who you are have a certain degree carry yourself a certain way because right. it's going to, it's going to come out in the end where you'll be better than if you didn't go to college. Right. So I told you I got tired of writing checks for people. That was my paycheck for a year, my salary for a year per month. I asked my manager, Hey man, do you have opportunity for me to, uh, to get on another team, another area? The guy said no. Then he brought in a gopher. And I don't know if you know what a gopher is, but nah, he what is a gopher, what is that? The person basically, hey, I need you to go get me a sandwich. I need you to go go do all this. Go get the lunch for everybody. Go do this. Go do that.
0: Oh, so you was doing so you was doing that and your job. No, I was not doing that. They oh you wasn't doing They brought right. in someone to do that. Okay.
1: And this young man, a little white boy who didn't have uh, a college degree but a GED, got an opportunity before I did. Oh, one of those. Gotcha.
0: Okay. I got gotcha. you.
1: Me being the guy you. Me being the guy I am, and young and dumb at the time, didn't understand why this happened. Or if this is a good thing for me or not a good thing. I just decided to say, bump that, turn the two weeks notice in, apply for another job, and got
0: the job without,
1: you know, before knowing that I got it. Like oh, okay. You myself. did one of
0: those. <laughs> you just you just like stepped, you just so heated you ain't kidding. I did not care. It was the wrong idea. Okay. Wrong
1: idea. Never do that. <laughs> Never right. That. <laughs> um, I agree, but you know, they uh, it worked out. It worked out. Thank God it worked out. Um, got a got an opportunity to move to Phoenix, Arizona with Albert Jones, and um, basically as a trade a mutual fund trade specialist, I, I corrected all the financial advisors' mistakes, all of their mistakes okay. across the nation. Um, but to answer your question, what I do with my clients, I literally uh, go through a list of questions that I develop developed over time that I think addresses all the needs, especially young clients, all the needs that they're going um, to f- experience in their lifetime. And, okay. And it's, it's a lot of education, man. It's a lot of education. People, we don't have conversations at the table about financial literacy so I had that had to have to had that conversations with a lot of people 30 year olds to 70 year olds okay but some of the questions I asked is uh you know if you was to die today um, how will your spouse live what what is your legacy you want to leave what do you where do you want to be 20 30 years from now how long do you want to work You know, all those are questions that I ask. And based on that, I've developed some type of product solution for them.
0: Okay. That's what's up. All right. So from there, you you leave that and go to uh, Raymond Jones as a financial advisor. So what's the difference between a financial advisor? Oh, I'm sorry. I might be. I'm I'm jumping the gun. Excuse (laughs) me. Um from there you go to you become a financial analyst. So what's it between the mutual fund? What what does a mutual fund guy do? You just make investments for people? No, I as a as a mutual fund specialist, I, I was correcting
1: the mistakes from advisors that did wrong trades. Okay. Gotcha. As an analyst, I was running portfolio models. For an investment boutique firm in New Orleans. A black investment boutique firm. Okay. And, you know,
0: that that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see, because I see you had a, a, a turn around on that. Go. It's important. What? <laughs> I need to phone to text. Um, okay, go. I will. Get out. If- I'm on
1: yeah. the phone. Get out.
0: <laughs> okay, get out. <laughs> Sorry, man. I can edit it. I can edit it out. Ain't no biggie. Yeah. I see it Uh, that when you had a short turnaround.
1: Well, that was just to get back to the city, bro.
0: Get back to New Orleans? Okay. Being in Phoenix. You ain't like oh, Phoenix?
1: Bro, Phoenix was nice. Being a 2%, 3% black city. Coming from 60% black, that was a culture shock.
0: Okay, I got your shot. So how was it living in Phoenix? I mean, you had the, the Phoenix Suns, you got the Cardinals. Hey, bro, I I explored. I enjoyed being in nature. It was
1: fun, but there's nothing like the South. <laughs> nothing like New Orleans, bro.
0: Right, I get you. I understand, brother. <laughs> I understand. I knew. So I came. I came <laughs>
1: back and and knocked it out. Came back here, enjoyed my time, and um. Now it looks like, like Phoenix is popping again where they got all the poise and everything else going on. <laughs> Keeping up with my old friends that's still out there, you know?
0: Okay. All right. So next, I see you go to Raymond Jones as a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. So was that pretty much the same thing as a mutual fund investor or? A combination,
1: it... combination of everything all led up to it, you know? Portfolio. Uh, has definitely helped me on how to create a portfolio. Mm. Understanding mutual funds has definitely helped me on how to explain it to the average person so they can help. And knowing the difference between the two um, on how the investments work in certain people's favor has definitely helped me mm. well. So all of it basically helped me at one point in time.
0: Okay. So what is the what's the so what is the difference between retirement plan? I see you got retirement planning, estate plan, investment. What's so what's the difference between mutual and what was the other one you just said? Uh a stock or a portfolio? Yeah.
1: Yeah, portfolio, yeah. Man, a mutual fund, I I, I describe it to people as it's blue runners compared to a portfolio being making red beans from Camellia beans. <laughs> Can you understand I gotcha. that? do you understand <laughs> yeah that? i understand it yeah <laughs> so h- how do you make your how do you make your red beans do you take your time and pick the right ingredients from each one you pick each individual stock or each individual ingredient the right bell pepper the right onion the right celery if you put celery in it um sausage do you soak your beans do you wash your beans How long do you cook it? How much water do you do? Do you do stock? You know, all that individual stuff, the customization of it is building your own portfolio. Or, are you a lazy person and you just go and buy a can of Blue Runners and throw it on the stove and maybe add some Tonys to it and some sausage to have your own little flavor to it? You know, that's how I describe mutual funds. It's already prepared for you. Someone else did it. Did the hard work. All you gotta do is just tinker with some additional investments to make your portfolio.
0: Okay, that's a good uh, that's a good description. I like that.
1: <laughs> okay. Most people like eating in New Orleans, so they understand that.
0: Right. <laughs> Can't do that outside okay. the city, right? Oh, I know, bro. You ain't, you ain't got to tell me. I understand. <laughs> when I lived in Jackson, Mississippi for almost four years, I understand, bro. Hey, I, I know, bro. Yeah. And nothing like eating in New Orleans. No. <laughs> so, so when you were working mutual funds and financial advisor, financial analysts, were you making those big checks like you were seeing when you was doing the payroll? No, not yet. Okay. I've been
1: hitting the, um hitting it per month on it. So that's a that's another thing. It's just like the record label, bro, right? the music industry. You see it but you don't understand how much you have to do and what percentage goes to the house and what percentage goes to you. Okay. So I'll, I'll make 50, a $50,000 a month commission, $40,000 a month commission, but I only get 30% of it.
0: Uh okay. I got gotcha. you. That's a big haircut. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a big haircut. Okay. Wow. All right. So then then I noticed that you also I see that you uh you are the president of the board of directors for the International School of Louisiana. How, how did you get that? I don't know, bro. I don't <laughs> I
1: don't know how I got how I got put on ISL's uh board, but it's been almost six years now. Actually a friend of mine asked me to join the board and I did it for him. And it was a good opportunity to understand this charter school network uh that's going on in the city and learning about different types of charters and and everything else.
0: Okay. In education. So, so as the president of the board of directors for the school, uh, for that school, what is, what are your duties and role like? What are you, what are you responsible for?
1: I manage the chief uh, officer for the school, the head of school, and how she manages uh, the three campuses we have. I, along with nine other people, in charge and responsible for m- maintaining compliance with Bessie in addition to making sure that uh the head of school is is doing what she's supposed to be doing which is the best having the best interest for the kids and creating a high quality school and i think we're doing a good job
0: okay so what is, what do you what is your opinion since we're going to talk about education what is your opinion of the charter school system in new orleans next question <laughs>
1: I'm not I'm not getting into that.
0: (laughs) I got you (laughs) good answer. That's a good answer, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's all good. All right, so let's
1: talk I just say this. Being in the being being in the um on the board for a charter school, there's two different types and I never knew that. There's state runs charter schools like ISL, which was a charter school long before Katrina happened. And then there's the type one that Arleans Parish uh school system is running.
0: Oh, okay. So I thought I always assumed that all charter schools uh-huh. run by private organizations. It's different types. Some that report
1: to okay. that's what ISL does, and there's some that report to Algiers. Ninety-five percent of the city reports to Algiers.
0: Okay. So with the, the so the state the state rule charter school rules are different from no, it's the same.
1: It's just that we have okay. a different
0: regulatory agency than you know, we go
1: through the state instead of going to uh OPSB.
0: Okay, I got you. All right, I never I never knew that. I thought it was I thought all charter, charter schools were their own organization. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So all so all the teachers and uh, employees they're considered state employees. No, they are of the charter system. Of the charter system, okay. Yeah, the charter
1: system is just basically an independent group running a school.
0: Okay, gotcha. Okay. All right. That's what's up, man. Mm-hmm. Um. So you became you you came you so you worked your way up as a. On the board, and you just got voted to become president. Yep, or you became uh, three
1: years, and then uh, four year forty, they elect, five. They elected me president. It's my second term, and and then um, I I get out at the end of the next year.
0: Okay, I think so. All right, that's cool. Um. All right, let's talk about your current position um, as vice president. <laughs> um, Mama, I made it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about being the VP, you know what I'm saying, for your current organization. So, uh, I see you, you've been there a long time, um, a few, uh, well, actually, almost three years. So, um, What do you do? The rules for that organization? I manage in that position. I do the same thing
1: I did at Raymond James: build
0: financial portfolios
1: for individuals. Um, Just I'm a in-house person for Regions Bank. Okay. And I cover seven branches, six, seven branches in the city of New Orleans and surrounding areas. Okay. So Raymond James bought my old firm from Regions so it's me just going back to Regions.
0: Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. So so what do you so what do you do? Like what do you uh, what do you do on a daily basis? Um talking on the phone, call people most of the time. <laughs>
1: cold call, warm calls, and talk to my clients. Uh, just about current events. You know, Right now, it's all about the stock market going down 30%. What should I do? Is it a good time to put money in, or should I take all my money and and take my money out the bank and put it in a, a coffee can in, a, in the backyard? <laughs> people, people really th- still think that. And um, it's like I say every day is a different day. Talking to people, trying to educate them on the best opportunity, or I get a lot of old people that say they want CDs when they remember it, nineteen eighty-three. They was getting fifteen percent on a CD. They think interest rates are going to go back up. Okay, so it's a lot of psychology. And what I do and trying to coach people to to do what's in their best interest but make them they made the decision
0: okay so is it true that a lot of people make money um, during a recession because they buy everything cheap and then when the economy comes back up they profit from that so is that a true statement because I hear that a lot when people trade stock
1: yeah if I was to sell you a Audi A8 today for $40,000 and you can sell it back to the same person two years from now at $80,000 or face value, when do you want to buy it?
0: <laughs> Immediately.
1: Buy it at forty and sell it for eighty. That's the same thing with size. Okay. Right. They say buy low, sell okay. high, but again, American people don't, or, or people in general just don't think that way. We have a fear of missing out. And so when they see everything red, I I usually tell people this. If you're driving and you see a red light, what do you do? Stop. If you're driving and you see a yellow light and there's no cars coming, what do you do? Slow down. Green light, what do you do? You go. So when people see red in in the stock market and they see everything down, their first reaction is to stop. Instead of saying, let me go. It's the reverse opposite. You got to do the exact opposite of what you do when you drive. But they see red, they stop. When they see green, they want to get in. So, you know, number 45 talking about, I have this best economy. Everything's going well. Stock market at all time high. That's when people say, oh, well, it's high. It's up billions of dollars since it started a recession in 08. I should get in. At twenty nine thousand dollars, at twenty nine points, now it's at nineteen. And those people that got in at the top, guaranteed to lost ten, ten or you know, ten points off of what they uh, they started. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> people that gets in, that's getting in now, or got in early when it was going up, when it was did a great job. Okay, compared to the people that got in at the top and now they, they rode it all the way to the bottom, and they panicking. And they're going
0: to be like, I never want it. Okay. And then five years from now, you. they're going to
1: get back in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as a financial advisor, do you actually trade stock or you just advise people with stocks they should make their investments in?
1: I trade stocks.
0: Okay. Okay. So, what are your recommendations so far? Because... Uh, I've been looking at, um, like, transportation, like cruise lines, um, airlines. I've been looking at oil. What are your recommendations? to people? What stocks should people or industries they should be focused on right now? Can't give a blanket recommendation,
1: man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you can't give me, like, an industry to look at? There's
1: a lot of industry. I would tell you to invest in things that you, you you're passionate about. Technology. If you're passionate about technology, invest in technology. If you're passionate about uh, security industry, invest in security industry. If you you don't know anything to invest in, invest in something that you see all the time. That's a McDonald's. That's a Walmart. That's a Lowe's. Home Depot. Whatever. Invest in something that you see all the time. And then track it that way.
0: Okay. All right, I get you. I understand that point of view so um well, if someone's looking at stockism I'm, I, I like recently like the last couple of months, I've been researching trading stock and stuff like that um why is it so important- why is it so important to look at the income statement and um the cash flow and statements like that? Most people are not gonna do that um,
1: but it's important to understand if you understand how to read a balance sheet. You understand how to read a in, uh an income statement, statement of cash flows, and you could tell how solvent the company is and if it's a good company.
0: Okay. So so walk me through if you're looking at a particular company and you're interested in buying their stock or you or you're, in per, you're um and what do I look for when I'm looking at the uh st- income statement? Uh, if I'm looking for a company, I'm
1: looking to see if they have a competitive advantage. So that would be uh sorry that would be like do they have um do they have a lot of competitors? Story, quick story. Look at UPS and FedEx. How do you ship before Amazon came on? How do you ship parcel packages? How did you get your online orders? You know, you only got it through three. Areas UPS, FedEx, or the Postal Service, and so it was a good opportunity to buy UPS or FedEx because you couldn't own the Postal Service, it was a small competitive advantage. I saw more FedEx trucks than UPS trucks, so I bought FedEx.
0: Okay, I got you. All right, that makes sense. Look if someone have a competitive advantage. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, um, besides buying stocks, um, what else do people invest in besides stocks? Because I know you, you said about CDs and bonds and all that. A lot of
1: older people invest in CDs, um, exchange traded funds. That's basically your ETFs, um, like the the Dow Jones, something that tracks the Dow Jones or the S and P.
0: Explain, yeah you 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 gotta explain to my listeners what that is. I know I know what it is, but you gotta break it down to what what the S P is, the ETFs, and all that Dow Jones. S and P
1: Dow Jones is what you hear on the TV all day, every day, when they talk about. The market is up or down. It's just a collection of stocks to give you an idea of what the market is um, is doing. The stock market as a whole is doing. Uh, ETF or exchange trader fund is basically something that mimics the S&P or the Dow Jones or a, a certain um, industry. If it's oil and gas, it's commodities, if it's metals, it just basically follows what those industry does. It's a combination of like a mutual fund and a stock. Okay,
0: gotcha. Okay, that's what's up. Um. So, besides all the stock talk, but I know people ask me over some people' heads on my my listens. But uh, let's get back to you, just you. So, uh, what organization do you uh, participate in that impact uh, our community? There's a lot, man. Um Silverback Society.
1: Oh, what? You in Silverback? Yeah, man. I've been in Silverback for, oh, God knows, 10 years.
0: Oh, 10 I've been in Silverback, years, too. I'm like, I, oh, I'm in Silverback, too. I didn't even know that. I've, I've been in Silverback for the last few months. I just started.
1: Yeah, I've been over, uh, uh let's see, I was at Lafayette Charter for four years, and now I've been at... um What's in here over here in Gentile? Cock
0: Hill? Yeah, Cap-do. that's where I'm at. I'm what at, at Cock Hill. No, Cap Doe. Oh, Cap Doe. Cap-do. Okay. Oh, Cap-do. Yeah, Cap-do. yeah I'm, at, I'm at Cock Hill. I just started a few months ago. Yeah, I've been doing that for like seven, eight years. Um,
1: that, As an Alpha, we have our own Alpha Youth Leadership Academy over at Warren Easton. Um, and then... Outside of those two, another one that I was involved in was I uh, can't think of it right off back. There's another one, but those are the two main ones that I, I deal with: Alpha Leadership Academy and, and uh, Silverbacks.
0: Okay. And do you want to you want to tell the people what the Silverback when organization does? Uh, we we go into what is it? Uh,
1: junior high, eighth grade. Yeah, eight grade, eight From right after Thanksgiving all the way to the end of the year, man. Uh mentor eighth grade male students. Uh once every once a week for about eight weeks, nine weeks. I don't I don't know how long. But it's a great session. It's a great session. Teach them life skills, teach them how to be a young adult um in this new world. And basically, giving giving them a heads up of what
0: to expect going forward. That's What's up? So, did you um do you notice like a a, dif- a difference when you're talking to them? Because I know I've noticed the difference, especially from my first day until my last day with them. Even though we got cut short because the school's been out because of the virus or whatever. Hey, um, kids, kids,
1: kids. Uh, Definitely notice the difference from the kids. When you when you get there and you're consistently showing them something, um, and, and being true to your word, they, they open up and they change. But if you just fly by night, they don't really, you know, they don't really take to you. They want to definitely understand who you are and see you come around so that you can so they can open up. They they had a lot of people that just go in and out their lives. So yeah, I definitely see a, a change in them over time.
0: Okay. Yeah, me too, man. Like when uh when I first started, <laughs> it was a little rough because I guess they was trying to they were trying to test us to see how we would respond um to their jokes and not them not, not listening. And then when they realized that we we not here to babysit you or uh discipline you. We had to teach you life skills, how to be a young man in this world, how to maneuver. Um, then they started listening. Then they started uh, asking us more questions and being more involved in the lesson. So I love it. I like doing it. Um, I know it's a huge difference as well. Um they listen more, they're more vocal. They uh you know, they don't crack jokes anymore. Right. <laughs> and so uh yeah, I enjoy doing Silverback. Um, so next question I got for you. Um, have you had any challenges or roadblocks that affected you in your career? Always, I told you about one of them. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know. We, we we gonna talk about it. We mm-hmm. gonna talk about it later. Yeah, later. Ahead, I've, seen a, yeah. I've seen a lot.
1: Yeah. I have a lot of them. Bro. I mean, most people. I still get caught it when I go into into places for buying alcohol, and I'm damn near forty. So <laughs> people see me like you're too young to be understanding. In doing what you're doing, are you qualified? And like, been doing this for 15 years, and I got accreditations and and different uh, certificates and licenses from passing tests. But you know, I don't have. Old, uh, old guy, old mentor told me, if you don't have no hair or gray hair, they don't believe you.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the most difficult. That's, that's what I always get. <laughs> So you get that? So you get that from a lot of uh, older clients, older or just clients, clients, clients in general, man.
1: There was a commercial. I'm gonna have to send it to you. There was a commercial about a guy. This was from the, um, the the certified financial planning group lobby group talking about CFP. They had a guy that just took off the street. That was a DJ. Put his hair in a little bun. Put him in a suit. Sat him behind a desk and asked random people, "Do you trust him?" And he was like, oh, he looks like he knows what he's doing. Wow. And then they had to tell him he's a DJ. He doesn't know anything. Look for a <laughs> Wow. So it, people still have those type of, you know, inkl- inklings and uh, thinking. They they think that if you have, if you look a certain way, you, you should know what you're doing. And most people don't.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. Well, since you talked about that up, what certification and license do you have?
1: I'm a accredited uh, investment fiduciary, a Series 7, 63, 65, um, Louisiana license, insurance license.
0: And studying, soon to be studying for CFA and CFA and everything else. Uh, why, why do you need those certain licenses? You gotta have a certain license to better. trade it's more credibility. Okay, oh, it's not It's not necessary to give you not. better credibility, no, it's
1: not necessary, it just
0: gives you credibility. Okay, I got you.
1: You always gotta keep learning, though. You know that.
0: Okay, I got you. All right, um. So, what was? Uh, I always like to ask people this: What was your, mer- what was the worst mistake you ever done in your career, and how did you bounce back from? It? The worst mistake?
1: Yeah, just quitting a job without having another one. Bounce back by not doing that the second time around. Secured the job. Took to uh, just keep
0: keep looking for the bigger and better opportunities. Okay. All right. So since you um since you a shake and a mover, a VP, you're president of school, school the board of directors, how do you manage your work life balance? Oh man.
1: Man. I told myself early. I told myself early I wasn't gonna work until like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. I wanted to enjoy my family, so why not work harder and smarter? During the day, to reach people, and then uh, then working late at night, not seeing my kids grow up.
0: Okay, I understand that. <laughs> oh. I see that you uh at one point you you, uh, you founded uh Rob's associate investment consultant. L L C what uh what happened with that? Left
1: Raymond James to go start my own firm. One thing I didn't realize was how much capital came out to start your firm. I was gonna do an institutional consulting firm, still trying to do it. Because um, basically instead of giving the house seventy percent of the earnings, I would keep ninety percent. And um Pay my pay the difference for like upkeep of trading costs and everything else. But it was a lot of money that came out. Got a good offer and I went to it.
0: I got you. But you still, but you're still trying to get it off the ground. Oh, that's still
1: in my, that's still in my, um my, my, my horizon, man. It's coming.
0: Okay. So, what type of uh, technology do you utilize to help you doing your in make? your business or career? Like what do you use?
1: Um, I use a lot of technology, man. I use, I have to see the market every day. So I, I, I look at research reports from a lot of different investment companies. Um, uh, I look at the market, like a, a streaming ticker that tells me the minute and second move of different stocks. Um, uh, Get a lot of e-signatures, so DocuSign and and everything of that sort. It's the wave of the future, man. You gotta, you <laughs> gotta deal with it. You know, it's it's everywhere. Phone, computers, everything. It's, that's all I use. I don't have real real paper
0: files anymore. Okay, and we say you use a uh, online ticket system, like you use like uh like some from Yahoo, like a Yahoo sticker app, or you use like a certain one. To monitor the market? You having recommendations? Bloomberg, if you can afford it. Bloomberg, okay. Why
1: you say that? It's just one of the top instruments, financial
0: instruments people use. Okay. Okay. So if um, if you were if somebody wanted to get in your field what would you tell them to do? Like, how would they get get their foot in the door? Do they, do they need to get certified? Do they need to go to school? Do they uh, just need to study? There's a couple of
1: different things. I would definitely tell you to go to school. Psychology or business, either one. Because you need to understand people. Um, and then definitely link up with someone who has a, a, who has a company. And try to get on with them. If not, go to uh go to a, a, a Morgan Stanley or Merrill Lynch that will pay, get them to learn the industry and start that way. It's not that many of us in the industry, so
0: Okay. So is it required? do you do you feel is a requirement to go to school to get accounting or a counting or psychology degree? No. No? Okay.
1: No, you can, as long as you
0: got a bad, uh, what is it
1: called? It, a a diploma or, uh, GED, GED. You can, and you pass the, the test, you can do it. What test, what test is that? Series 7. But I would suggest that you do, uh, you'll go to school. Cause there's a lot more you'll learn in business class than you would in
0: just off the street. Okay. And what is it? What is a series set? Te- what is that?
1: Um, Series Seven is just a, a general securities license that allow you to to trade
0: stocks. Say that you qualify for it. Okay, so you you have to have that to be able to uh, trade stocks for other people to be a broker, I guess. Yeah. Okay. 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 Gotcha. How much that exam costs like is it a hard exam? You gotta be sponsored. You can't just buy it, you
1: can't just do it on, on your own. You gotta be sponsored by a, a, a group of people. Not a group, but a, uh what do they call it? A, a agency. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. Like Raymond okay. James, um, Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley, they
0: gotta they gotta sponsor you. And do you have the you have to and do you have a certain amount of experience before you even take the exam? Hello hello, yeah, hey, I was asking you, um, do you have to have a certain amount of experience? I think they have some so much
1: requirements that you gotta do now it It changed since the last time I took it, which was twelve years ago, thirteen years ago,
0: okay. Oh, so, I don't know so,
1: the requirements so I just know I don't have to do it.
0: <laughs> okay, and so once you pass the exam, you don't have to take it again. No, you just gotta go and keep it up every so so many years. You got to do patient. Okay. Okay. All right, that's what's up, man. Um, so do you have any other crazy stories you want to share before we get out of here? Nah, man, I, I don't really have. Too many crazy stories, bro. I think
1: I, mean, I, I gave you the one that, that set me where I'm at.
0: Okay. Okay. So do you um let the people know in any social media handles where they can reach you if they want to be interested become a client, give you more any, any information from you? Let them know.
1: Um, if you want to be a client, you can always email me, howard.rogersiv rogers Iv. The fourth at regions.com or you can, uh, I guess you can catch me. I don't know what my Twitter handle is. I think it's breaking down doors. Uh, (laughs) I I don't, I got, I got to look at Twitter and tell you what my handle is. I don't even know. The chairman (laughs) underscore one nine Oh six is on, uh, is on IG. So you can look me up there.
0: All right, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey Amen. Anytime, bro. All right? All right. Uh right. continue doing what you're doing for the community with Civil Back Society and Alpha Leadership Program. Um, to all my listeners, see you on the next pod. We out. Peace. Thanks, Thanks man. Peace. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to that.